and welcome to a new limited podcast series by Leader's Edge called Falling Into It. My name is Zach Ewell, and I am a content and marketing associate here at the Council of Insurance Agents and Brokers, and a contributing writer to Leader's Edge magazine. The purpose of this limited series is to create a space where young professionals can be heard and discuss their passions and work within the changing insurance landscape. We will discuss the desires and culture surrounding this industry and the new young talent who will be shaping the future of insurance. My first guest is Mallory Kobler, a young 26-year-old underwriter at Erie Insurance Group in Erie, Pennsylvania. With a bachelor's degree in marketing from Wittenberg University, Mallory has been working in the industry for over two and a half years now. I sat down with her prior to the new year to discuss her career and her journey into the insurance business. Mallory, thank you for joining me. Well, thank you for having me, Zach. So my first question, when I talk to many who work within the insurance space, I am often struck by the similar answers they give when I ask how they started off in this industry. I'm curious, how did you first start your career in insurance. Yeah, and it's funny you say that because looking at my coworkers, that's definitely not where a lot of us started. Fell into it, definitely. I didn't think I was gonna go into insurance when I was in college. Never even thought about the insurance industry and it just sort of fell in my lap. I graduated from Wittenberg University in Springfield, Ohio with a marketing degree. There aren't a lot of insurance majors out there. However, it just so happened that the, one of the founders of Erie Insurance, H.O. Hurt, went to Wittenberg University and his family is still very closely tied to the college. I was able to learn about the job offerings at Erie Insurance because of that. And so in my desperate search for a job after college, I applied to a couple of positions at Erie Insurance and was very fortunate that they saw the potential in me to do really well. And so I came in as an underwriter, actually. So that was your first position as an underwriter? Yep. Under, well, underwriter trainee was the official. Trainee. Got it. And you, again, you said you didn't go to school um, for insurance. Um, And how long have you worked uh, there so far? So um, I've been at Erie Insurance for about two and a half years now, and I didn't know a lick about insurance before coming in. (laughs) Obviously, you said you didn't come from an insurance background. You You kind of had a marketing background when you went to school. What was your honest perception of insurance prior to becoming an underwriter? Yeah, so to be honest, before getting into this role and this job, I didn't think about insurance at all. It wasn't something, it was, it was really something on the back burner, you know? It wasn't something I really needed to think about just yet. Still being in college, sure, I had car insurance because I had to have it. And my parents had some sort of home policy or tenant policy, rental policy, to be able to, you know, cover our stuff and whatnot. But it wasn't, I wasn't concerned with it. So I guess it just really wasn't something I thought about. And um, just going deeper and deeper into your career, 
Um, what what do you uh, underwrite? So I um, underwrite both commercial and personal insurance. Usually in the insurance industry, this is why it's so weird, is that mm-hmm. underwriting, you're, us- you're either a personal lines underwriter or a commercial lines underwriter. And so to help with cost, a lot of other companies in the in the US are actually sort of decreasing their frontline underwriting and they're um, putting more into um, automation. So Erie's response to help decrease costs, but also maintain the level of knowledge and the importance it is to have a human underwriting things is that they've looked at cross-training. Um, so our Underwrite our more experienced underwriters who've been there who are either personal or commercial are actually getting cross-trained to do the other and I was brought in in training To do both that seems to be a very common thing at least for young professionals where a lot of us are doing uh, many different jobs Because uh, like I mean us as a, as a workforce are not again We're not your your mother's or father's workforce where we're a different workforce we're different than generation X and in the boomers. Um, and so, yeah, I see a lot of that, um, happening across the industry where a lot of people are kind of in all these different makeshift roles that they're trying to figure out, uh, what they're doing and how they fit in the company, um, and how the company can actually evolve with the times too. So that's very interesting. According to a survey conducted by LinkedIn, a bad workplace culture was the most common deal breaker for professionals in the workplace. Lower pay and foregoing fancy titles was second and third. What do you think this says about our generation in the workforce? I think that our generation is looking for to be respected in the workplace. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, you know, going back to being in middle and high school, we were always pushed to go into higher education, sure. take those unpaid internships to expand your knowledge and get ready for the workforce. Uh-huh. And once we're in it, we want to be treated like we're the professionals that we are. And while we may not have the length of experience that others have, we're still doing the same job. And I think that's important. Totally. What do you find exciting about this industry? And I'm going to ask you another question unexciting about this industry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so a lot of times, especially some of my agents, they don't usually like to put the word exciting right next to insurance industry. Mm -hmm. But I do find some of the stuff I do to be pretty exciting. And no, I don't sit at home reading late night Um, policy language (laughs) but I do like being able to learn about different industries and figuring out how we can cover certain things sure you know the world's ever evolving and with that insurance has to evolve so drones for example that came out that became a commodity that anyone could buy businesses could buy it so that they could, you know, real, a realtor could buy a drone and use that to help survey a house to take pictures and whatnot. Okay. How's the insurance industry going to cover that? It's an aircraft. Usually in a lot of property sections and your liability sections, drone cover, uh, aircrafts are actually um, excluded. 
So you're not going to find coverage there. And so you have all of these carriers having to scramble to figure out how they're going to create a coverage for drones, mm -hmm. something that wasn't even thought about, you know, five years beforehand. So it's, it's problem solving, really. It's problem. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. I think that's a lot of fun. Well, that's good. Now, what is unexciting about it? <laughs> um, well, I alluded to uh, no late night policy language reading. Uh -huh. um, but I actually do. <laughs> I'm one of the really nerdy people. I do like to read policy language okay. um, to see how things are covered. Um, something unexciting. Oh, gosh. I feel like there's definitely a lot of <laughs> paperwork yeah. that comes with being an underwriter. Um, I'm having to look over and over policy applications. I'm having to, I feel like I'm being, I, I get pulled in a lot of different directions. Sure. And that can really ramp up a little bit of um, having to kind of have my intent. I have to, I have to be all over the place and multitasking. And sometimes that can be a little draining. Going in on, we're kind of doubling down on the unexciting part in this next question, but more in the terms of what it lacks. So in your opinion, what are some areas that you find this, the, uh, that this industry lacks in? Hmm. So the industry as a whole has a couple of different organizations that promote insurance learning, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. You've got the institutes for one, they have a lot of certifications that you can get. Um, and that's, you know, reading through books and then taking tests. Um, I do wish that the industry did a bit better of a job of reaching out to maybe people in high school or college and Interesting. kind of going through what it really takes to be an in insurance. I think that insurance is such an industry that, nobody really thinks about as a career choice and yet mm -hmm. there's so much opportunity here and there's so many different things that you can be in the insurance industry. well yeah like you said uh you just fall into it <laughs> um which is a that's a i think it's a big problem and it's a big uh, perception problem in terms of technology do you think uh this industry is is a leader of technology or is it is it kind of more on the end of it's always catching up with technology oh gosh i would say that the insurance industry is not necessarily the leader mm -hmm. when it comes to pushing the envelope for technology and i think well some people might say they need to be on the forefront they need to be pushing that technology i don't know if that's always the best place to be interesting especially when it comes to something like insurance uh-huh insurance isn't a commodity that you or a service that you buy and you get immediate gratification insurance is something it's a promise you're buying a promise that you're paying money into a company that should you have a covered loss they're going to indemnify you mm -hmm. and or bring you back to whole essentially and it's always been a more slow moving industry. I mean, a lot of the systems that insurance carriers use are legacy systems, which are the same as the bank, because they have to deal with swaths and swaths of large amounts of data. Uh -huh. And there's so much that has to go into making sure that that data is well protected 
as well as able to be changed and moved around when needed. Um, Erie, for example, Erie Insurance, I mean, we're not always on the forefront of, you know, the new biggest thing. Uh Um, But that's because the leaders at Erie really want to watch and see the strategies and kind of pick out what's the better, the pros and cons of doing each type of thing. So for you, what makes a good boss? So I've thought about this question a lot. Uh Um, I kind of actually got asked that question during my interview, which is really funny. Um, And (laughs) I really liked my, like my answer. I didn't even have to think for two seconds. It just immediately came to me. So I got, I'm excited that you're asking me this. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, But I look for three things when it comes to my supervisor. And the first one is of course, good leadership. I want to be empowered. I want to know that the person who's leading me is doing the best that they can with their resources and they are utilizing their team well and, you know, bravely storming the gates. Um, The second thing I look for is transparency. I want to, you know, I'm not, we're not going to agree on everything. Sure. And things aren't going to go the way I want them to every time. Mm-hmm. that's fine as long as you know there is some sort of transparency with hey these are the reasons why we're doing what we're doing and then the third thing I look for is growth I want the opportunity to have more education to take more classes and get to a better spot and I want my supervisor my boss my manager to push me there sure no that that uh those are some three really good uh elements. I'd hire you. In what you just said, growth, that goes to our next question. And it's a little bit more uh, timely. For many people our age, we are currently thinking about the next career move in our lives. Do we go back to school? Do we switch industries? Do we move to another state or city? Do we buy a house? Do we settle down and start a family? Not to mention the state of the economy and the current coronavirus pandemic, which impacts all of these life decisions. Given all of these choices and pressures, how do you want this industry that you currently work in to help you grow your career and life goals? I think it's important that the industry takes a look at what people around this age are wanting to do. I think paying a good wage is important. Paying what you are worth is really important, but also you know, the sort of benefits um, that you need and also helping, you know, match that for education. The way that a company or the industry gets better as a whole and is able to be more innovative and strong is because of the people that are working there. And it really depends on the strength and the education of their of the the community. Um, I I feel like I'm doing a plug. I'm very fortunate <laughs> to actually be working at your insurance uh-huh. because I've gotten to experience a company that really wants to invest in their people. Um, they have a lot of uh, educational opportunities. 
they really want to promote getting certifications. Uh, they're actually going to be putting me through my, uh, they're paying for my um, MBA program that I'm starting in January. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> what are you studying? Um, it's going to be a master's in business, but I'm not exactly sure what, um, what I'm going to be doing, whether mm -hmm. that's management or marketing focused yet. Um, okay. I've got a little bit of time to figure that out. So, <laughs> Sure. But yeah, so I, I'm very fortunate that Erie Insurance wants to invest in their people and they make it a habit of doing so. Um, and I think that should be widespread across the industry as a whole. Now, yeah, that's those are some great points. Now, let me ask you another question. Uh, it's a little bit more personal. Um, but where do you see yourself uh, down the road? And this is not like a 15 year, it doesn't have to be five, 10 or 15 years. It can be whenever down the road. Um, when your career is a little bit more developed, uh, do you see yourself still in the insurance industry or maybe some other forms of risk, um, risk uh, exposure, um, risk management? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be in underwriting specifically for the rest of my life. Okay. Um, I enjoy it a lot and I feel like I've learned a lot of great skills from it. Mm -hmm. I can see myself still being in the insurance industry and I can still see myself for a while being at Erie Insurance. Um, it's a great company to grow in and I can definitely see myself doing more for the company. Sure. Um, I feel like though the skills that I'm learning with underwriting, uh, the world's almost my oyster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, underwriting, it teaches me how to be a very decisive a person looking at a wide swath of information and kind of having to make decisions on that. I'm also, sure. you know, having to talk to a wide number of people and be able to collaborate across both different departments in the company as well as with um, our external agents. Sure. So there's a lot of life skills that I'm learning right now in insurance that in underwriting and in insurance that I think can help me in other places too. Fascinating. So last question, actually, and this one's more of a fun one because I personally struggle with it when I'm at a party with some friends. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, we've been talking for a while and somebody says, or like somebody that doesn't know me says like, what do you do? And then I try to explain it and they're just like, okay, <laughs> so insurance. Um, but um, so have you ever had trouble explaining to your friends or family what you do for a job? Uh, have they ever misunderstood? And, and please let me know. You can use nicknames if you don't want to say my dad or something like that or, or my friend Joey. Um, have you ever mis have they ever misunderstood after you explained it to them? Oh, all the time. All the time. <laughs> it's so funny. I've actually, I have had a couple of friends that I've had to explain it a couple of times, um, what underwriting is. And I feel like anytime I'm talking to friends or family and I tell them I'm an underwriter, I then have to kind of go into a short explanation. Although to be fair, and I hope my manager is not listening to this, but <laughs> I actually, the night before I went in for my interview uh -huh. uh, to be an underwriter, I didn't know what underwriting was. I had to Google it and looked at the Wikipedia page um, to kind of get a better sense of it. <laughs> I don't feel like I fully understood it before the interview. 
Um, I definitely know what it is now, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, thank you for having me, Zach. I appreciate getting to tell my story a little bit and kind yeah. of talk about the insurance industry as a whole. Definitely. It's definitely not something that you see a lot of young people getting into. Mm-hmm. And I hope that changes. It's been wonderful talking to you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to Falling Into It. Please listen to more of our podcasts and content at leadersedge.com or on our SoundCloud account. Till next time, I'm Zach Yule. Have a fantastic day.